and welcome to Caught My Ear, where two music obsessed mates grab a mic and have a chat about what music they've been listening to. My name is Vivian. My name is Maddie. So this is episode 100. We made it. We made it. Oh my god. So proud of us. Me too. <laughs> um, so glad that we made it to this big milestone. Like, I never would have thought that, like, we would get to this point and like at this point like almost three years later like you said i know almost so yeah it's been almost three years since we started doing this podcast that's so crazy it was just like a random sort of idea that we had in like a lecture one time on podcast and vivian turned to me and she was like oh we should start one (laughs) and i was like oh yeah why not (laughs) why not and then after uni we did it and it's yeah come to this we're at 100 episodes yep it's nuts and with saying that, um, this episode will actually be the last episode of the format as you know it. Um, yeah. But don't worry, we're not going away. But um, we'll sort of get more into the new format and what this all means at the end of this episode. So stick around so you can sort of hear an explanation of that. But for now, we'll just go back into what will be, I guess, the last, last time, time we do it. Oh my god. Of this format. <laughs> So we will start with Song of the Week and Maddie will kick us off. Alright, so my last Song of the Week is called I Don't Want You, um, the acoustic version by Ruton, I think that's how you say it, I don't really know, um, featuring Ray. And so this song, um, I haven't heard the original version. I'm assuming, um, so Ruton is like a dance kind of electronica music producer and you can tell in the song that obviously was written for that format. So I haven't heard that original version, but this acoustic version is what I'm focusing on this week. And it is so amazing. So it's really, really stripped back. The only instruments that you've got are um, this piano and string section, which is glorious, Mm -hmm. let me say. We have said from the beginning, string sections are literally like our weakness. I die every time I hear one. I absolutely love it. Um, and it really, really complements this song really well. Um, so this song, might I say, first of all, Ray's vocals are, like, top-notch. Like, I really actually want to dive into the rest of her discography because the way that she, like, emotes in this song is, like, incredible. She's so beautiful. And the way that her voice, like, swells and ebbs and flows, like, with the backing music is like incredible. It really, really fits really well. It's so cohesive. Um, and then another thing that I really love about this song is the way that the piano is done. Um, you can tell that it was like written to sort of be that like stand in for all of the electronic elements that were probably in the original but it still stays true to, like, you know, a piano accompaniment, but it's not just, like, really boring, like, block chords. It has a lot of, like, interesting elements, and there's kind of, like, little runs and things here and there, and it really has that, like, level of interest that it's not, like, this boring, sad piano song. Yeah. Like, it's really, really nice. And then having that string section along throughout that just like swells in sections and it really again complements Ray's voice it just like tops it all off and it's just a gorgeous song yeah I was actually really impressed with how this song sort of came along for an an acoustic version of what we assume is this dance track right yeah and sort of hearing what I was like really happy with was the fact that it wasn't just chords like a lot of the time and we've spoken about this before with, like, 
acoustic covers is like usually you'll just get the vocals stripped from the song and then just copy and pasted with like these block chords like with a piano it's usually a piano underneath and you're and there's no sort of difference like, apart from the fact that they literally just copy and pasted they've the vocals. just deleted the lines that are like <laughs> everything electronic they're like oh we'll just cut that out of this the mix exactly we'll just export it that's it literally and i've never i've never really understood the point of that whereas like with this i really do love how it's obviously different and it's an interesting take on an acoustic version because the chords are really bouncy and then you have those strings that come in like Maddie said really complements everything and yeah I was like this is a really cool way to do an acoustic version of a song yeah I mean what you touched on there where they haven't just copied and pasted everything like you can tell the way that Ray sings this song she like changes up the inflections and the way that she actually sings the lyrics to like complement what's going on in the background and I think that is the mark of like a really good acoustic version is when you actually pay attention to what is still there mm-hmm. and what you can still work with. And she really like makes that melody line her own. And I think she sort of, cause it gives like with no, you know, fancy production behind, it's very like, it's a very vulnerable thing to do like an acoustic version with like very little like instrumentation behind it. And so she's kind of taken that chance to just go for gold and kind of really show what she can do. And she's, yeah, just done like a fantastic job. So I'll have to listen to um, the original and yes. see if it's any good. I'm sure it is because Ray's voice is great. Um, but yeah, it is I Don't Want You acoustic version by Ruton featuring Ray. That's my song of the week. Vivian, what have you got for your song of the week? So... My song of the week this week is called Nothing New by Taylor Swift featuring Phoebe Bridges. Boom, boom. So guys, <laughs> prepare yourselves There's for gonna this There's going to be song. a lot of T-Swift um, action in the next couple of minutes, so just buckle your seatbelts. Yeah, strap in. Yeah. Um, or skip forward, whatever. Yeah, or skip through, <laughs> that's fine. Either way. <laughs> whatever is your taste. Um, so this song is actually coming from Red's, Taylor's version of Red. And it's actually a vault track. So if you didn't know, quick overview, a vault track is basically a song that Taylor had written at the time of the, when the album was supposed to come out, but it just didn't make the cut for the final album. So now with the re-releases, she's just deciding to re-record all these vault tracks as well. So this song, Nothing New, it's featuring Phoebe Bridges, who I'm a huge fan of. I've spoken about her on the podcast before. Her songwriting is impeccable and... Um, her song I Know the End from last year was like one of my favorite songs of last year so having these two artists come together I think is unexpected in a way like when Taylor Swift announced um, who was going to be featuring on these vault tracks I think quite a few people were surprised to see Phoebe there because it's like two different worlds I think sort of coming together but at the same time they both have a very similar songwriting style yeah and I think it really sort of shines through in this song where their voices also complement each other. And I think it's perfect having Phoebe on this type of song because in this song, you know, they're sort of talking about the music industry and growing up and sort of coming to terms with the fact that, like, well, I'm going to be... Like, I was this new thing in the music industry. I was so big. I was so flash and everyone really loved me. But 
that's not going to last forever. There's always going to be a new thing that comes along and impresses everyone. And it's basically sort of wrestling with that perspective of like, well, will you still want me if I'm nothing new? Breaks my heart every that time. That was the most <laughs> like succinct, I think, synopsis of that song. <laughs> it was amazing. Well done. Thank you. Um, and there's just so many, and like, of course, like they sort of relate you know, just to growing up in general and, like, dealing with those feelings yourself, you know. There's a line in there that says, how can someone know everything at 18 but nothing at 22? Um, okay. That, that made me want to absolutely die inside. <laughs> just dagger through as my a heart. 20, as a 22-year-old. <laughs> exactly. And, yeah, like, just lines like that, I think, just obviously really hit hard, but sort of hearing it in the context with Phoebe, like, on the verses as well and singing in the chorus I think it's really really cool that Taylor decided to go with her for this song and it's just I this is probably my favorite vault track from Red um there are really great other ones on there as well but this one just hit hard yeah I mean this song is just like a combination of two songwriting powerhouses that yeah. have absolutely like blown it out of the park with like very different styles of music but that core element of the songwriting it just really sort of like works in really well but like you mentioned earlier this song absolutely broke me (laughs) I was like so (laughs) it just I have no words for like the feeling of like hearing the lyrics I was like I need to get out of here (laughs) I, (laughs) I was losing it I was like I cannot do with this but it's so like introspective mm. and it's just like I love these are the types of songs that I just lap up. Me like too. anything that makes me cry, <laughs> like oh my god, like sign me up. I am such an emotional person to begin with. So anything that like really evokes any sort of like sad emotion is just hundred like, percent. I absolutely love it. Like it's not because I'm like a masochist and I like <laughs> like being sad it's just I don't know I just really love songs that like connect on such an emotional level because it really just like gives you a window into what people are feeling and it kind of opens up Mm. you know things that a lot of people like to talk about yeah and I think this song does a really good job of that and it's just a great a great song to begin with let alone the fact that it's like incredible songwriting so Mm. I am Definitely on the Taylor train with this one. I'm so happy. Wholeheartedly. Love that. Love those words coming out of your mouth. (laughs) I think think I'm going to have to listen to, like, I still haven't actually, like, listened to Taylor's discography. I've listened to All Too Well. I've listened to the 10-minute version. Which we will touch on later. Which we will touch on in a second. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But, yeah, I think I'm slowly getting on the Taylor bandwagon. Like, it's taken me, what, 10 years, but... If anything, this is like I'm the there. perfect time for you to jump in because I with know. these re-releases, it's like you don't have to listen and to the old versions. Exactly. That's what I was just going to say. I won't have to listen yeah. to the old versions and put money in Scooter Braun's pocket. Exactly. <laughs> I can just listen to the new ones. It's so a win-win it's for everyone. It's great. I'll just, and then it kind of like gives me a chance with all of the like spacing out of the albums. I can just like go through it like everyone else did, but just 10 years later. 10 years later, indeed. No, 100%. And um, yeah, like I just, I love this song. And um, I think what's really cool about this song as well is like, obviously speaking to Maddie about it and I was speaking to my friend Rosa and my, my friend Peyton, shout out to them. Like listening to the song at the age that we're at and like talking about it is like, 
an experience like no other. It's yeah. just like, we are all feeling it. We're all going through it. When you have, like, the emotional maturity to actually, like, break down what the song is about, rather yep. than when you were, like, 10, and you are like, oh, this song is cool, I like Taylor, like... And then you listen to it, and you're like, oh, this is really depressing. Like, yeah. Because it really details, like, the state that I'm at in my life right now, and it's just kind of like... Oh, for sure. Like, yeah. if she had released this when, when Red originally came out, like like we wouldn't be able to connect to it like we do now and the fact that she like taylor swift wrote this at the age of 22 i'm just like okay wow you really know what we're going through yeah cool love that really sad <laughs> anyway <laughs> that is my song of the week for this week nothing new by taylor swift featuring phoebe bridges and that brings us well not to the end god sorry <laughs> not yet calm down we've still got a whole episode to go still got like three other segments to go <laughs> Wow. Um, you no. really want to get to the new format, clearly. <laughs> yeah. Like, all right, let's wrap this up. No, well, we won't wrap it up because we can continue talking about Taylor. I know. Yes. Um, so we'll go into what's trending um, and we will kick us off with, of course, Red, Taylor's version, came out last week, broke me down. Um, yeah. <laughs> so uh, we were actually speaking about this before. It's actually two hours and ten minutes listening to the full thing from start to finish so because obviously you've got all the original tracks from red you've got the deluxe tracks on there and then you've got the vault, vault tracks. tracks so it's a long listen i listened from start to finish no stopping um i was how was that for you <laughs> i was like drained by the end because i because it came out like 3 p.m on like a friday afternoon Oh god! And so, like, when it did got... that ruin your weekend? <laughs> it ruined it, but like in the best way, yeah, like in the best way possible. It's all I could like think about. It was all I could listen to for the rest of the weekend. Um, because I just think she really knocked it out of the park. Like, even when Fearless the re-release came out, it hit such a. I loved it because it hit such a nostalgic thing for me. Because like, I listened to that album a lot as a kid with my little CD player. Well, my sister's CD player, I should say. <laughs> um, but Red, I've always considered Red, like, easily, like, top three Taylor Swift albums for me. And so when she announced that this was the next one, I was like, oh, wow, I think I'm going to struggle going listening to this because <laughs> it's going to hit me so hard. And it did because, yeah, there's just so many songs on Red that I really, really love and they're absolute gems. But... The way that she's sort of re-recorded it, you still have a lot of the charm and everything from the original versions, but just, like, new things here and there. Like, even there's a song called Girl at Home, which was, I think, a deluxe track on the original Red. The original version is, like, this, not acoustic, but it's very sort of just acoustic guitar bass. Like, yeah. there's not really much in there, and I never really liked that song. I was like, yeah, I mean, it's okay, but she completely changed it with this um, re-release, like, it's got some electronic elements in there, some really intense drums, like, she completely changed that up, and I think that was, like, a good choice um, for the sake of the album, whereas, like, with the other songs, she really did keep the integrity um, of the original versions. And then, of course, we have the 10-minute version. 10-minute version. Guys, I have listened to it. <sighs> yes. Um, I haven't listened to it as intensely as I probably should have and, like, actually listened to the lyrics because I didn't even, like, obviously as someone who wasn't a Swifty when this came out, like, I had no idea that it was, like, about Jake Gyllenhaal and all of this, all of this madness. Yes. With the scarf that's going absolutely, like, nuts. 
Um, so I was like, what the hell is with this scarf thing? Like, what's going on? Um, and so I kind of actually want to, like, go back and listen to it again and really, like, listen to the words and listen to the story. Because mm. obviously it's a very story-heavy yeah. song. And I haven't seen the short film I was either. Gonna ask, I haven't yeah. watched that yet, too. So I may as well just go back and obviously do that. Um, but, I'm yeah, I like it. I really do like this song. Like, it's probably one of the... One of the ones that I had listened to previously when I was in my I hate Taylor phase <laughs> that I still like kind of was like, oh, I'll listen to it. Yeah. Like I'd be like, someone would put it on and I'd be like, oh, I won't hate it as much as, you know, if you put on Love Story. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but no, like I am really keen to actually watch the, the short film and see how that goes alongside it. And then, and then now there's like a sad girl autumn 10 minute version like what's the go with that like why how many versions of this are we gonna get it's insane I haven't listened to that one yet um I just don't think I was prepared I was like after two hours of red I think you probably need a bit of a break I was just like you know I'm gonna I'm gonna pace myself with that one so I will (laughs) listen to it um but yeah the 10 minute version um I think it's interesting because for me and it was something that we spoke about um a couple weeks ago like I was interested to see how she would have built the song because 10 minutes is obviously a long time. And in the original version... Like Bohemian Rhapsody isn't even that long. Yeah. Um, The original version builds really well. I think in the original version, everything is placed perfectly and it really builds to this really nice climax. Whereas I was like, how is she going to do that with a 10 minute version? How are you going to keep people engaged for that long? And she managed to kick it like knock it out of the park like the way that these new verses and choruses and the outro my god the outro (laughs) sorry the outro like is my favorite part i think actually of the song wow okay um but yeah like she's managed to sort of even more so keep you hanging on to every word that she's speaking about because it is so personal it is so vulnerable yeah and I'm just so happy that this exists now. And, and that <laughs> Your life is complete. My life is complete. And of course, the short film was also really good. Um, I think definitely, Maddie, you need to watch it. Because yep. you love Dylan O'Brien. I do. I do love Dylan O'Brien. I think you'll like... He's a beautiful human. <laughs> ...hate him in this short film. Oh, great. I can't wait. <laughs> no. And I just mean he plays that role really well. Um and there's like an improvised fight scene in there, which I was like, oh my god, this is insane. But um, they both did really well. So I'm interested to hear your thoughts nice. on that. Okay, well, I'm going to stop you talking about Taylor Thank now. you. Thank um, you. I, I, I asked her to rail me. Because I <laughs> also want to talk about the fact that Adele has dropped her album as yes. of the other night. Um, haven't listened to it yet. Again, need some time to slot <laughs> out to just absolutely smash it out. But I am... So excited. So it's called 30, if you weren't aware. Um, it's, what, a fourth album now, I think? Fourth or fifth? I think so. I think yeah, it's fourth. Fourth. Um, and, yeah, so it's all songs about when she was around that time period, as she has with all of her previous albums. Um, and obviously it focuses a lot on her marriage ending mm. and her son... And all of that sort of turmoil that went through there and what she's sort of been through with her life. And so I'm so excited to dive into it because, like, Easy On Me was just a banger. Like, an absolute heart-wrenching, like, 
To be yeah. honest, I didn't love that. You didn't one. love it? No, okay. I, I I respect that because I felt like it was kind of, and that's why I haven't listened to the album. I really want to, um, but I felt like it was too reined in for me. Like ah, okay, does no, that make I, sense? Yep. No, I agree. Like yep. I wanted in some places, I really wanted her to go for it. Like I felt like it was a safe choice as like the first single. Yeah. Kind of thing. I guess maybe it was probably calculated given that she has spent so much time exactly not releasing music. Yeah. So I guess she needed something to kind of like dip her toes in a little bit. But yeah. no, I totally get get where you're coming from there i agree Mm-mm. yeah yeah so very excited to listen to adele's new album mm. excited to add some more songs <laughs> to um cry in my bedroom too and all the rest of it and just belt out my car because that's what adele does best and yep yeah absolutely love it <laughs> yeah so, no denying can't wait for that i'm excited yeah like i i'm not a huge fan of adele like i mean as in I don't listen to her music regularly. I'm a huge fan of her songwriting, and I think she's a great artist. Um, and I'm really interested to see, like, if there's anything on this album that grabs me, because um, I'm I'm more of a fan of her earlier stuff. Um, like, we're talking 19. Yeah. Like, yeah. I really love that album. I think there's a lot of songs in there that I absolutely, like, I still listen to today. So I'm interested. I'm really yeah. interested to see. Well, we'll see how it goes. Um, but yeah, that's it for our What's Trending segment, guys. Uh, we will move on into Under a Rock now, and I'll start us off with Silk Chiffon by Muna featuring Phoebe Bridges. So we've already <laughs> talked about Phoebe Bridges <laughs> this episode, and we're going to do it again. Um, so this song, I've been listening to it actually for quite a while. It wasn't like a recent release. It's been a while since it came out. Um, and it kind of, at the beginning, I wasn't like a huge fan of it. Same. And then it kind of like grew on me as I kept listening to it. And I was like, oh, you know what? This is actually kind of a groovy, groovy little song. Um, and one thing that I kind of really, um, am interested by is like the difference in vocals between like Muna and Phoebe Bridges, because Phoebe's got like a very like distinctive tone and she's like, don't get me wrong, like, she's got a beautiful voice, but in this context, it's, like, it sounds very, like, heavy. Mm. And it's sort of, um, it's interesting because a lot of the song is very, like, bouncy and, like, upbeat, and the chorus is very much, like, really like that. And having those sort of two ends of the spectrum is really cool because it still does somehow, like, seem cohesive and quite nice to listen to. Um, But overall, yeah, it's just, like, a really fun kind of song and it's very like it's interesting like I think about it more and it's cool having like I'm gonna get really like weird about this but um hit me with it (laughs) (laughs) it's fun when because the things that they're singing about is you know like when you're like with this other person like their touch feels like really soft like silk chiffon right so it's this very much like you're thinking about this touch sense and it's very like tactile and like the way that they like, sing about it, because they've got, because Muna's, like, both of them, really, Muna and, like, Phoebe Bridges as artists have, like, very sort of, like, soft tones mm-hmm. as well when they sing, and it's very, like, it's this really cool experience having them, like, sing about this really, like, soft, and you kind of, like, feel that when you're listening to it, and, yeah, so that's just my observation. Wow. I go. had never thought of it like that, and there I'm so glad... <laughs> 
you brought that up to me because that's so true. Yeah. And I, I do love it when um, artists do that because it feels like a really full experience then because mm, it, yeah. it feels like it's very purposeful. Yeah, like, definitely. Um, and it, I, I think it is in this case. And I was the same as you. When I first heard this song, I didn't love it. And I think it was because I'm a huge fan of Muna. I've spoken about that before. Huge fan of Phoebe. But I couldn't see them like collaborating on something for me it was like these are it's like too different like will it work yeah sort of like my thought and the first time I heard the song I was like oh I'm not sure like if it works for me but the more I kept listening to it I was like oh actually this does like it is a really good collaboration and I think it is because of what you just said how they both have similar tones but in just different contexts yeah in different ways yeah it's really cool to see Um, them both together yeah exactly the way that they've managed to do it together is really cool yeah but yeah that's really it for my under a rock guys that's all i really had to say about it um (laughs) listen to it though it's great um silk chiffon by you know featuring phoebe bridges vivian what's your under a rock this week so my under rock this week is called future proof by nothing but thieves um i have listened to nothing but these before but i've never actually fully gotten into their discography so they're a uk rock band um and they're quite popular here in australia which is pretty cool i actually thought they were australian but then i looked it up (laughs) so i'm sorry do your research well done (laughs) um but yeah this song is actually one of their most recent releases i think it came out a couple of months ago and i was actually really surprised because the only song I had heard from Nothing But Thieves was Amsterdam, which is like their really, really popular song, and it's quite different from this one. And I was like, oh yeah, like this sounds like something I would like, I just need to dedicate the time to listen to it. And with Future Proof, it's very much this dark, brooding, edgy kind of song without it being too intense. Yeah. What I mean by that is like the riff is really dark, and it's really driven by this riff. And the sort of subject matter is also... it's. I won't say it's, like, politically charged, but it kind of has, like, those sort of tones, um, like, sort of simmering underneath, yeah. if that makes sense. Like it's <laughs> Underlying messages. Exactly. Like, it's not blatantly obvious, but it's very much there, I would say. Um, and so it's cool to sort of hear that context in this sort of dark and edgy um, genre, because I was like, okay, this actually sounds like something that I would listen to regularly. And yeah, like it's definitely hits that note. I really like this. Yeah. Like, it's interesting that you say that it is like really, really dark and whatever, because I was like, oh, I don't know if it's kind of like my style, but the fact is that it, it's not like heavy yeah. and really, yeah, like you said, intense, It, but it just has that kind of like overarching vibe to it and I yeah I really really quite enjoyed listening to it and I Mm. think I'm probably gonna listen to maybe some more of their music because it's quite good yeah and their vocalist has a really interesting tone oh yeah 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 yeah. um especially in like in like so in the choruses um like he doesn't sing in his falsetto but then like in the last chorus he, he just goes for it and it's like whoa this is awesome i (laughs) didn't expect this and it sounds so cool so i definitely need to check out the rest of their stuff Mm. um yeah that is my under a rock for this week future proof by nothing but thieves so now we'll go into call my ear and i'll kick us off so my song for this week is called one punch by aries i've spoken about aries before on the podcast um he's a rapper (laughs) which is like (laughs) i'm laughing because it's like who am i what have you done so you've got taylor swift (laughs) 
and now you've got nothing but thieves and now Aries. It's like three completely different music genres. I don't know what to tell you. I saw this thing the other day and it, it, it literally is how I feel. It's like, it was like this thing of like, oh, I'm too scared because I think there's like music that's like my guilty pleasure. And then it's like, actually, no, there's no such thing as guilty pleasures. And that's literally kind of like how I feel yeah, about it. Cause totally. Like, I just love listening to whatever I like, I guess. Um, and in this... <laughs> case in point. <laughs> case in point. This. Um, so this song came out a couple of months ago, um, ahead of his second album, and it's just it's just a really fun song. I don't really know what to say. This is a song that, like, my sister would listen to. I was gonna say, it feels like Lexi would like this yeah. song. shout out Lexi. Yeah. She would totally dig this song. It's really... it's. Yeah, really funky, really fun. It's, like, very modern. Yeah. Like, like, it's great. Yeah, like, it's just... I just think the the way that he's... Because he's, a, um, like, a producer as well. Like, he mixes and produces a lot of his own stuff. And that's sort of how I got into him, was, like, him explaining how he... Like, wh- why he puts this sample there and that sort of thing. And... I think that's where he really excels. Like the way he builds the song around his vocals is really, really cool. And there's like a really, I, I quite like that guitar sample that plays throughout. Like, yeah. It's very simple, but it, it's very effective. It is really good. That is like, that's probably the, uh, like a good way to encapsulate like the whole song. It's very simple, but it's still done in a way it's like executed so well. And it's I mean, It's really a testament to his like producing ability because it's, yeah, just a fantastic, song and it's just fun to listen to as yeah. well like it's not boring it's not like you know like a carbon copy of what we're already listening to on the radio but it still has like that element of like uniqueness I yeah. guess and it's yeah it's quite good so very very great song I think yeah very good choice um so I mean really guys I'm bringing you all different kinds of music yeah. today all over the place so I mean if there's something that you don't like well that's on you. Yeah. <laughs> um, that is my call my ear for this week. One Punch by Aries. Maddie, over to you. Okay. So strap in, guys. This one's a little bit out of the ordinary for me. <laughs> um, as someone who isn't a huge fan of covers to begin with, I've spoken at length about this issue. Um, <laughs> I am bringing to you not only a cover but an instrumental cover and it's one instrument. It's just a singular guitar cover of Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana done by Tom Mish. So this, um, this song was released recently. He just put out an album, um, entitled Quarantine Sessions. So he's done like a few jams in his house and has decided to release an album of it. And I don't first I don't know how I came across this. I don't know what I have done in Spotify for it to recommend me a Nirvana guitar cover. I love um, it. Because I don't listen I don't really like instrumental covers because as someone who is like a vocalist, I listen for that all the time and that's what really hooks me on songs. But this has just, like, blown me out of the water because this song really just, like, sparked something. The way that he has done... Obviously, this has been done with, like, a loop pedal Vivian sort of picked up on that. I hadn't really listened hard enough to really notice. Um, But, yeah, so it's just 
a singular guitar layered with a loop pedal and it's just the way that this song builds Mm. is incredible because if any of you have like been listening to the music scene for like the past you know 20-30 years you'd know what this song sounds like of course yeah it can it has a tendency to get repetitive and Mm. a little bit boring but the way that Tom like has different elements of like difference between all the different sections and adds different things and layers things in certain ways and alters like rhythms it's just phenomenal and then we get to this section about three quarters away through the song where he's built up that underlying sort of um backing through the looping and he just like goes to town improvising Mm. off this melody line and it's the best thing i've heard for a while (laughs) like it's fantastic and it just really is a testament to how talented he is as a guitarist because it's like incredible. And as someone who isn't a guitarist, but is aware of, you know, how hard it is to do some of that stuff. It's yeah, pretty incredible. So yeah, I'm in love with it. It's great. I, me too. I was like transported to another reality <laughs> listening to this. Um, Take it away, guitarist. Do you have your own opinion? <laughs> Like, well, probably be a little bit more insightful than mine. No, I mean, to be honest, like, I just was so floored by... Because obviously this song is... Like, we all know it. We all love it. Uh, Well, some of us love it. I didn't know that. (laughs) (laughs) You thought it was repetitive, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, And it's definitely one of those, as soon as you hear it, you recognise it. And, like, when Maddie was like, she's like, I'm just going to play it. I won't tell you the song, like just tell me what you think and I was like as soon as I it started I was like I know what this is yeah and but just hearing his take on the different melody lines like I really really loved how like at first he sort of plays it at a higher octave which is really cool because obviously the distinct like Kurt Cobain lower octave is what you know so that was really cool and then just hearing the way that he looped the chords over was really interesting because it wasn't just the standard like bar chords. It was like, there was some interesting notes thrown in there. That's a, that's why I was like, where's this going? Like, is this just going to be like a straight sort of what we know cover? And it wasn't like just the way he interpreted everything I thought was really, really cool and done really, really well. And as a guitarist who I love improvising, but it's also scary <laughs> it's scary it's, it's really scary. hard <laughs> because you know sometimes you can just get lost in it and sometimes it works out really well and other times you're just like where am I going what note am I playing <laughs> hearing like him improvising over this melody was so so cool and you just can tell like obviously we weren't watching him perform but like you could just feel the emotion that mm. he was putting into it with these different improvisations. And I was like, this is what it means to be a guitarist. And I was just so impressed. Yeah, I think, look, I'll redeem myself a little bit when you said <laughs> what I meant by repetitive. Like, because the melody and certain parts of the riff are like just a lot of the same notes over and over. That's so true. That's kind of where I, like the that's song true. as a whole isn't repetitive and boring. It's just like certain parts of it. And I think hearing those over and over again can be like, you know, so don't roast me, please. <laughs> I do like the song and I don't think it's boring. Like don't come for me. All of you Nirvana stands and Kurt Cobain stands. Um, but yeah, honestly, like this is such an interesting, and I think actually the one thing that I do want to say is I really love how big how clean yeah 
it the sounds tone is really great the because like so the good. the original song obviously is not like that it's very much 90s grunge like mm-hmm. very distorted all of that kind of stuff which is great for that time but i think being able to hear all of the different notes especially in the beginning of those really interesting chords mm. and then all of the different inflections and things that i think with um when you're looping stuff it can get a bit muddled yeah but the way that he's done it with such a clean tone it just really like brightens it up even though it is such like you know it does have a tendency to be a little bit muddled with looping um but it's just yeah amazing so really really love it um and that is my caught my ear guys so it smells like teen spirit by tom mish um and thank you so much for listening to the podcast guys that's it for this episode yay um our 100th episode we've done it we've come to the end um so as we mentioned earlier we are going to go into a new format as of next year so we've kind of been thinking for a bit and um because you know this is just a little side project for us um it's not like a huge huge part of our lives so what we're gonna do is we're going to stay away from the weekly or it kind of ended up being like <laughs> fortnightly episodes towards <laughs> the end because we were both very busy. Um, so we're going to do, we haven't really worked out the details yet, but we're probably um, going to stick to more monthly, large, like wrap up kind of format. Um, and then we're going to be utilizing because we are both, writers Mm -hmm. at heart so I think we're going to be doing a bit more writing so we're going to start up our website and do some more content that way so we'd love for you guys to follow along um with the new format and hopefully you don't hate it Um, (laughs) hopefully you don't hate it (laughs) because we really have loved doing this podcast for almost what three years now so it's been it's been a huge learning curve for both of us I think and then having COVID thrown in there having to record it via zoom for a couple of months that was that that was no (laughs) to be frank i hated it um and it was a lot more work trying to edit it together yeah um in you know recording two different things but anyway um it's been a wild ride so hopefully you will continue following us along on our caught my ear journey even though it's not the format that you know and love Mm mm-hmm um but yeah yeah so excited yeah so like that's not until next year and we're still working out the the finer details um but yeah like we'll we're still here but you know it's just um like it's it's hard with our schedules like we're both really really busy and you know maddie's working two jobs like (laughs) it is working not too (laughs) bad so you know we we want to continue it and but at the same time we want to put it our best foot forward and yeah this is the best way to do that um but yeah like we'll still go to the end of the year like we will do our um wrap up for 2021 i was about to say 2020 (laughs) Oh, oh no. Oh no, I was thinking 2022, so <laughs> I think we're both on different planes right now. We're on a completely different <laughs> levels. Um, but yeah, so we hope you guys will um, will follow along with us and just support us as you have been throughout yep, our journey. That's it. So stick around for those wrap-up episodes. We won't leave you hanging there. We have to do those. Yes. Um, <laughs> we have to talk about all of the It'll albums so that are coming hard. out. It's going to be so ridiculous. Um, but yeah, anyway, you can check out those episodes on Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, CastBox, wherever you get your podcast fix. 
And you can follow us on social media at Caught My Ear Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. So just let us know like what you think about um, you know, our songs or what you think about the new format. Like yeah. we're interested to hear what you guys think. If you, if have... you have any suggestions. Yes, any feedback is welcome. We will take it on board. Um but yes, until then you can see us for the next new episode, I guess. Yeah, I guess. whenever that will be. Whenever it comes out. <laughs> it's a surprise. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Anyway, bye guys. See ya.